15 world titles in 10 years. Now that sounds like something worth conquering. I pledge allegiance to the greatness of the conqueror who stands before me and to his dominance for which I stand. One sea nation under John, now divisible with no more hustle, loyalty, or respect for all. Only these two unstoppable forces can take pro wrestling and bottled gin and create a damn good podcast. You're listening to the OJP Wrestling Show. This contest is scheduled for one fall, and it is for the podcast championship of the world. First, coming down the aisle from Summers Point, New Jersey, Weighing 210 pounds, this man has a left hook that would make Mike Tyson go to sleep. The master of the big trouble guillotine, Jesse the Killer Connor. And his partner, this man has wine and dined with kings and queens, and slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. From Santa Clara, California, the master of the Tropicana Squeeze, and the host of the OJP Wrestling Show, The Juice, O.J. Simmons! The Juice now, baby. That's right. We back from vacation. That's right, you don't know where the fuck we've been at, but let me tell you something. This is The Juice, O.J. Simmons, and it's the killer. Kill, kill. We're back again. We just came back from hiatus. We was in Hollywood making big films, big productions. Y'all niggas don't even know we so we so diverse, motherfuckers. Y'all ain't even ready. Doing big things. That's right. So we came back and we had to grace y'all with our presence one more time. We didn't forget about y'all. We back. We back and better than ever. And you know what? We started raw off this week in Miami, Florida. Miami. Yeah, that's right down by, by South Beach. Going to Miami. And LeBron wasn't there no more. Please I look for the nigga here and say hello. So. We started Raw off in Miami with Triple H coming out with a promo. Mm-hmm. And since you have all cried so much about it. Um, I mean, honestly, Triple H is pretty clever. He's, he mocked the, the fans by social media and yeah. the rumors and the guarantees and who's going to win and who's going to lose at SummerSlam. And basically, we got an announcement that there is going to be an announcement at the end of the evening of who's going to face John Cena, who's the number one contender. And uh, we get an interruption from Randy Orton and Kane. And uh, then all of a sudden, we get an interruption from Roman Reigns. All our participants from the Battleground pay-per-view have all coming out here and just trying to speak their piece of why they should be in there. Mm-hmm. And then Roman Reigns punches the shit out of Kane, and then Triple H makes a handicap match with Randy Orton and Kane versus Roman Reigns to start off Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it seems like that Roman Reigns and Orton are going to be feuding. Yeah, that's um, coming. Yeah, they're definitely, and I think that's going to be a pretty good feud. That's... It should be 
that should be good for Reigns to get kind of get the rub that he needs mm -hmm. the, the direct him and the, and the uh, limelight for main event guy I, mean, I don't think he's there yet but I think that Randy Orton will help get him there to the promised land maybe not a few with Triple H but definitely a few with Randy Orton as far as the in-ring work is concerned will help put Reigns over yeah I mean Randy Orton does for good guys what Cena does for bad guys indeed so um, hopefully we get some announced for that in the next few few days a few weeks when it comes to the, that feud and that match coming up for SummerSlam mm -hmm. but this match was trash yeah, was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Kane is boring and slow. And Orton kind of stayed away from Reigns, which is why I kind of get why they're trying to build that up to say, okay, this is the direction they're going with these two. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like don't want them to interact too much longer. So you can buy into that match, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so we got out of that match and Roman Reigns won. Uh, he just got, he got the spear on Kane, which was a weak ass spear. Mm -hmm. And Randy Orton just walked away. Yeah, we talked about that. It's just weak. I gave it two stars. Yeah, two stars is about as good as it gets. It's about as good as it gets to start off raw. And then after that, we uh, we went to a segment with Stephanie Man. She makes a 401 handicap match for Nikki Bella backstage with those lovely divas. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Fox, Cameron, Rosa Mendez, and Eva Marie all teamed up against Nikki Bella. Garbage. And then Stephanie McMahon came out to talk some shit to Brie Bella, and who was planted in the crowd like we didn't see that yeah. coming. Come on now. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, you talked about it. I mean, uh, I guess it seems like they're trying to do uh, Stone Cold Vince McMahon kind of thing yeah. with the two of them. Which, and they're trying to build up the, the women's division if people actually give a shit about what's happening with them. Yeah. It's just unfortunately, uh, they picked the wrong divas they to do this way. Divas. I mean, they, I understand why they picked the Bellas. It's because they got the show right now. They got some notoriety. But the thing is, neither one of them can wrestle. And nobody gives a shit about them, really. No one gives a damn about the Bellas. I mean, I hate to say it, whether they're on Total Divas or not, they know no one cares. But I do like the fact that they're kind of giving Stephanie that role of uh, the Vince McMahon for the Divas. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, you got cool. Triple H for the men, and you got Stephanie McMahon for the Divas. So it, it shows a little bit of diversity with the authority, how they run to the show on, on Raw. So I like it. Yeah, they're doing something with all the girls, and that's cool. It's just they're... They're, I mean, and, and it's like they've been doing this for for weeks now. Yeah. But it's like one stupid match, and nobody cares about it. One stupid match, and nobody really cares about it. It's like, then you got like Paige and AJ. They actually got something going on right now. Right. And they know how to wrestle. I mean. Yeah, these the, the, these girls are just like kind of just, they're just, they got to do something with them. So, yeah, so they figure out the best way to maximize all of, all of their time. Yeah. I get it. Um, but all I got, I mean, all I got was the most exciting thing was that smack by, by Stephanie Debris. I mean, the match was absolute trash. It didn't get anything out of it. I gave it no stars. Yeah, there was no stars because there was not really a match. What's your name in your ass? Whoops. Yeah. Uh, then our next match of the evening was my man Bo Dallas. Bo! You gotta believe in a nigga. Yeah, I was sad with this match, though. Yeah, this is versus Damian Sandow dressed up like LeBron James. Just showing that they're not gonna do anything with Bo Dallas, which is the No, and, and Bo even didn't even get an entrance this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, the, the match was choppy. It was sloppy. It was just piss poor. But the only good thing out of this is that Bo's now 16 and Bo. 16 and Bo. The one thing I got out of this match was is that you had Bo Dallas in the ring, who's supposed to be a heel versus another heel. So are they trying to steer us into a an over-the-top baby face uh, with Bo Dallas? I, I don't know. Which is, I wouldn't be against completely. I mean, as long as he continues to stay with the same character. Yeah. Because he can still be a good guy with the character and be kind of an ass at the same time. Right. I mean, Nothing wrong with that. No, no. I mean, I, I hope that it, it does. Whatever they do, decide to do with Bo. Um, it just 
it helps build his character into this obnoxious, over-the-top, uh, inspirational leader, because I think it'll work. Exactly, and, and he's got the kind of character which could go either way at any given, like, he could literally go heel, babyface, every rival, like, switch, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and still stay with the character. Indeed, so it's, it's a dynamic character that can work, but we'll see what they do. I mean, I, maybe it's just they just want to throw a fucking match in there for Bo, and they didn't have anyone else for him. Which is okay, I mean, because it looks like Sandow has got a weekly thing where he comes, and uh, basically whatever town they're in, they make fun of, which is cool as well. That's fine. Indeed. But hopefully this doesn't show that they're not going to do nothing in Dallas because he has been way too And then I gave that match one star. It wasn't really anything great either. I mean, I give it at least two. I mean, I don't know if really, really one. I mean, at least, you know, really wasn't much offense involved. But, I mean, they, they came out there and showed up. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, next segment we had was the, the, the Chris Jericho highlight reel, the return of the highlight reel with the one and only Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Then Bray comes out and then all of a sudden with the Wyatt family, they're in the middle of the ring and they show that they beat the shit out of Chris Jericho and if you didn't notice, it was in the WWE app, so we didn't watch it and then they showed it to us on live TV like it really fucking mattered. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just a little segue to promote the app to get yeah. people to get to, to subscribe. They do that every week now. Yeah, and then Jericho, uh, he was getting checked backstage. He had blood come out of his ear for some odd reason. And then um, we, we were visited by my man, All Truth, who was backstage and said the stupidest line of the evening. What happened, Chris? What do you mean, nigga? What the, what the fuck do you mean what happened? He got attacked, motherfucker. Did you not see it on the app? Did you not see that shit backstage? He didn't have the app. Stupid motherfucker. Maybe he just didn't have the ass. Stupid motherfucker. I just that, like someone just would have told him to shut the fuck up. So um, that segment was okay, but we moved on to our. Yeah, I didn't like it, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, we moved into our next match of the evening. It wasn't really that big of a deal. It's just like kind of like I don't know. It, it seemed like they were just kind of taking it at a medium pace tonight on Raw. Yeah. But it picked back up actually with one of my least favorite wrestlers, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Uh, so Miz now coming out in the all white linen outfit with a jacket open and yeah. that no longer the obnoxious stupid robe that he used to wear. Yeah. So uh, good for him. But now he's trying to really play this movie role, this movie uh, movie yeah, actor portrayal. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Mm, <laughs> it's not gonna work. But uh, once again, Dolph Ziggler out of this match made the Miz look like a million bucks. But the Miz oh, is they, still atrocious in the ring. They were fucking up. Yeah, they I mean, fucked up a couple of times. Miz just is woo, He's sloppy. I mean, yeah. Dolph yeah. can only do so much. Yeah. And you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, Dolph is the only reason why the Miz even got a "This Is Awesome" chant in that entire match. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, which I was actually kind of surprised that they even got that chant. I didn't think that that match was awesome. No, it wasn't worth it. It no, wasn't worth it. Was it was awesome. not the time for that. And you know, the, maybe the, fa the younger fans thought it was a cool match, but just because a lot of near falls happens doesn't mean that a match is overall good. No. They were sloppy. Yeah, so, I mean, good job, Dolph. I gave you guys three stars. Now you're, you've been having four stars every week now, but not with the Miz. Yeah. I mean, this, this pay-per-view was kind of, or not pay-per-view, this, uh, this Raw was kind of, you know, lame. I could understand because it's after a pay-per-view and we have to build for SummerSlam, so you're not going to get much out of them. Yeah. So, uh, we moved into our next segment backstage where a little bit of a shock for the evening. We had Triple H with Seth Rollins discussing everything from last night and what mm -hmm. they possibly might do for the, for the uh, SummerSlam main event match. And then all of a sudden Cesaro appears and he claims now that he's not a Paul Heyman guy. He doesn't want to be a Paul Heyman guy anymore. Now he wants to be a Triple H guy, a member of the authority. Yeah. So Triple H sends him out and says, okay, you're going to be in a match with Dean Ambrose. So we're going to see what happens that evening. Now we got a new alliance, so to speak. So I mm. like the, the, the building of the authority as now more so a faction. 
So yeah, yeah. It, it I, know, I, do, I like Cesaro as Paul Heyman guy. I mean, Paul Heyman having his guys is just you know, little uh, like Bobby to bring Heenan. You know, when you Heenan's Heenan's guys. I mean, I kind of I kind of like that. But now that Cesaro's switching over, I think he's. I don't, Cesaro needs a he needs a manager. He's yeah. Good. Um. Unfortunately, his mic skills aren't there. And I mean, it's cool that he's getting a kind of a bigger boost. I mean, I see it as a bigger boost. Being under, being working with Triple H and all, but at the same time, I mean him and Paul Heyman, I think that's just, it's just a, it's a good mix. It's yeah. a good, uh, good, good. But I understand Paul Heyman's got other clients to uh, attend to. That's right, and we're gonna get to that later. And then next, actually, we got into our four-star match of the evening after that backstage segment, and it was the Divas once again holding it down. Mm-hmm. Paige and AJ teamed up once again. There you go. Versus Natalia and the Walmart stealing Emma. Welcome back, Emma. You stealing <laughs> motherfucker. Thievery. Yeah, nigga. Oh, you, you, you stupid son of a bitch. Anyway, great wrestling match by all. Uh, the Divas held it down. I still can't stand Emma's gimmick. Uh, the whole, like, you know, dancing Australian stupid shit. Yeah. She tried to do it in the match and it just didn't work and then looked dumb. Like, no one even knows who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the match overall was good. I mean, you got German suplexes and, and sharpshooters. And, and yeah, I saw that sharpshooter. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we had a lot of uh, catch-as-catch-can kind of wrestling in there by Divas. So in a short period of time that they had it, we even got a tarantula by Emma in the ring. So shout-out to, J- to Jiri on that one. So mm. um, once again, Paige and AJ pulled it out, you know, did the, uh, the stupid... Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, Paige got out of the ring. Yep. And then we had AJ in there uh, with Natalia with the uh, the... The Black Widow. Yep. So, you know, she tapped out, and that was the end of it. And then we had Paige turning on AJ, and she beat the shit out of her. I'm, I liked it. I like it a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't even like the yank. I mean, just the way she yanked it out was kind of cool. The yell finally made sense. Yeah. When she screams. Um, I like the Paige. Uh, she's a heel. Um, I can dig it. Yeah, I think it's time to, to, to steer AJ away back to the babyface that she that she is. Uh, I think the fans like AJ more than in a babyface role, so I think it'll work for, the, for them. And hopefully this will be a good Divas feud for months to come because they don't have anything else. Yeah, because they really they don't. They got this nonsense with Stephanie McMahon and all, but that's stupid. Indeed. And then we had another no-star match of the evening with Fandango. Versus yeah. Zack Ryder. Uh, yeah. Zack Ryder surprisingly won this match. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen Zack Ryder do anything in a long time. He came out there with Layla and Summer Rae, and that's all we all cared about. I give it, I, I'm not going to say no stars. I'm going to give it a two star, just simply for the ending. I thought the ending was kind of cool. Layla kind of pushing the foot off. Uh, so it was kind of a cool ending to the match. I mean, but they didn't execute the false finish properly, so it looked kind of stupid. So I get it. Yeah. Zack Ryder won. He made it seem like, oh my god, I won, nigga. You haven't been on TV in months. Yeah. So you know, it, it bothers me that they even decided to give him a win over Fandango. It doesn't do anything for either character. So, it, what, but what it does do is it helps out with the storyline of Fandango. Yes. Uh, with the girls, if um, we and that's care. really the only point of this match. But yeah, exactly, like you said, but who cares? They are writing this stupid storyline, but nobody cares. No, who cares? He's not even rival, he's got a rivalry with two chicks now. Not even with someone who he can fucking wrestle with. So what's the point of doing it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I mean, you're not going to get a big payoff from wrestling, uh, what, with, uh, working with two divas. What's the, yeah, two divas and a guy. 
Yeah, it's like, not, where's the payoffs? Payoff? Yeah, it's not like he's ravishing Rick Rude. I could see that. Ravishing Rick Rude would fuck with the bitches. But at the same time, he was always chasing after some type of belt or some type of wrestler yeah. plus a bitch. I mean, if you were using these girls as a distraction from him trying to get to a belt, that would be cool. I mean, he's trying to get the, the U.S. championship, but these girls are fucking it up for him all the time. That's right. That's one way you can do it. But exactly right. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, about, we, we don't care about you at all, my friend. You know. Um, then after that horrible match, we ended up going to another horrible segment with Flo Rida performing in Miami. Oh, my goodness. No one cared. You want to talk about pathetic fella? That's you. They got as many clips as they can and shots as they got of people moving or dancing or trying to act like they were interested in the show. Um, that was brutal. It was just, it, it was a lot of lip syncing by both Flo Rida and his accompaniment singer. Uh, she was just trash and she wasn't the actual original artist that sang any of those songs. So I was really disappointed just the fact that like, they just threw her in there and made her lip sync someone else's voice because she couldn't hit that high note. Get the fuck off the stage, baby. Huh. I, I, the whole concert was just, what? Who gave a shit about the last time? When was the last time that nigga actually made a song? Two years ago, when he had that song, Wild Once. I remember it. That's it. And that song, I Get a Feeling. That was two summers ago, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do something new. No one cares about you. Exactly. So they, then, they really had nothing better they could be doing in Miami? I mean, I get it. They were in Miami, that's why they got them. Flow Rider? That's yeah. the best you could do? I guess so. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so then, Stephanie McMahon had introduced Flo Rida, and then all of a sudden, you know, she thanks Flo Rida for coming out. All of a sudden, we get these fake, terrible fucking cops that oh. come out and arrest Stephanie McMahon for nah. slapping Brie Bella. That was that was hard to watch. They read her rights before she was even cuffed. Yeah. So how does that how does that work? Ran her Miranda rights, and then began to question her. Did like, you slap Brie Bella? Did you slap? Oh, Brie we're Bella? gonna read you your rights real quick. Oh, and by the way, we were, did you slap this bell? Come on. Yeah, it just, it, it just, it just, you got a sink. It made no sense. Whatever. But you guys kind of failed on we that. But weren't even mic'd up. Like, there was like, yeah. nobody even knew what you guys were really saying. No. The fans kind of caught on after a while, but then, you yeah. know, once they, once she put her hand behind her back, and then that's when the fans really went crazy for it. But, I mean, yes, it was a great idea. It just wasn't executed properly. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. But, but they would have done it. It had to be faster. Yeah, it was just so. It was, drawn too, it was out. too drawn out. Like, wait, what? What? Huh? Like, no. just fucking tell her what she's being arrested for. Arrest her. Carry the fuck on. Yeah. I apologize, you son of a bitch. Pretty much. And uh, then we went into another garbage ass match. Kobe uh, Kingston and Biggie versus uh, Rybaxel. No, it was not trash. The match itself wasn't all that great. But it wasn't trash. Okay, okay. But the ending was phenomenal. I gave this match one stall, but Fuck overall that. the ending the was... The whole of this match in whole, from beginning to, to the very end of it, I give that bitch four stars because of the ending was awesome. What we know is coming. What we know is coming wow. is fucking awesome. Well, <laughs> I mean, Xavier Woods finally... And I was hating on Xavier Woods at the Battleground pay-per-view. He didn't belong in the uh, the Intercontinental Championship Battle Royal. But uh, Xavier Woods comes out in a white suit with a red tie and all of a sudden with glasses and he wants to introduce a new nation of domination. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's going to be good. I, I, can, I, I love it. I, love I can't it. wait for that. I That's going to be awesome. It's like a Malcolm X like, like yeah, character. He's yeah. all Malcolm X with it, like New Age. I'm going to take a swig of gin for the new nation of domination. Oh, yeah. 
That's a swig of gin for the worker, worker man and worker woman and the new nation. And what I like is that they're, they're giving Coffee Kingston a reason to be, you know, on TV. On TV. Yeah. Like, it, without just being a body. Yeah. Like, he's now got a purpose. This dude's nice in the ring. Yep. I mean, his gimmick is corny because he really doesn't have one. He's just he's just Coffee Kingston, the high-flying yeah. guy. Like, that's cool, but... Could we now, possibly see the Kofi Kingston of a ba of a heel turn? That'd like, be great. Because he looked like he was in a heel mood. We they, just, they, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm a, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Gonna fuck him up. Yeah, we should we should listen yeah. to you. Yeah. And Big E can be a heel. I mean, he's a big dude. He he's can just fuck a shit big up. Dude, yeah. And if you got somebody who can talk, to talk for them. Yeah. Even fucking better. I'm just glad that. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, uh, Xavier Woods finally just admitted, like, hey, you know, I'm tired of. Dance around and acting a fool to try to get someone's attention. That's right. That's yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, because I, I hate Xavier Woods. Because what else is this? What else is this still? It's another tag team. It's another tag it's team. Another tag team. And it's another faction, which is yeah. definitely necessary. Whether you want to hit the racial lines or whatever, I'm whatever. cool with it. I mean, it's it, it's whatever. pro wrestling. That's what pro wrestling does. They yeah. fuck with stereotypes, and it, they they you know th that's what they do. Exactly. That's what pro wrestling's all about. And speaking of of stereotypes, we went into our next match of the evening. And that would be with my man Rusev. Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. Another Russian stereotype versus Ka the, my, my man, the big chopper himself, the great Kali. One star. But Kali, Kali really couldn't walk to the ring. It took him a long time to get to the oh, ring. Brutal. Lana didn't talk too much. I guess after the uh, the whole promo she cut at Battleground, they just said, hey, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, you know, we don't talk tonight. Let's, let's, let's forget about what you Slow said. Slow it down. Oh, yeah. Um Kali, Kali gave Rusev some business. He was chopping the shit out of him and chopping him in the corner and chopping well, him on the head. He was chopping him? Oh, that's yeah. all that big motherfucker can do. But that's alright though, because he's a devastating uh, chop. I hate him. He gets up to he gets the right to the dome. Uh, but he gave him some business. And Rusev sold the ankle injury very, very well. Yep. He's still selling it. Still selling it. Yeah, so I, like I, it. I, I liked like it. it. We didn't see we didn't see Swagger. They 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 tried to talk about Swagger where he was and everything. He was knocked out from uh, the battleground pay per view. Yeah. But whatever. Well, I'm, I'm sure that feud will only get better come SummerSlam. I hope so. But uh, good job by Kali to actually look okay with Rusev in the ring. I was gonna think this match is gonna be even worse, even though I gave him one stall. Yeah, he wasn't even taking hits. Like, like Rusev yeah. was hitting him, and he wasn't reacting yeah. at all to being hit. That's true. At all. Like, oh, I'm just gonna chop you now, though. Like, mm -hmm. get out of the ring. Then after that match, uh, we got a Gold Dust and Stardust segment. Yeah, another little promo, but Still no match. Waiting on these motherfuckers to have a match. I mean, like, I only had two. I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever, motherfuckers, you better have something for SummerSlam. I don't know. I mean, yeah, hopefully. And then Maybe I mean, that's why they're trying to build up these tag teams. Maybe yeah, they need, a, they need a, they need a tag team division, man. They don't got one. No, not at all. Um, then our next match in our final match of the evening, which was our main event, would be Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro. Uh, it was a fair match. I gave this match, you know, three stars. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, Ambrose gets disqualified by using a steel chair on Cesaro, and the match went nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I like the disqualification, because if either one of them loses, I mean, it would have to not, it can't be a fair win. No. Um, so, I mean, you do disqualification, no one won. Um, everybody's still badass. Mm -hmm. You know, no one lost to anybody. So, I mean, it's, it's still, they're still face. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah, um, I just fucking hate Ambrose. I think his, I can't stand watching this fool spit and slobber over himself and act like a fool. I like Dean Ambrose. I just think that, uh, I, I think that, uh, 
he's not main event material yet. No fucking way, dude. He's not main event material. He'll get there. I, I mean, I think I think they've I got something. Character. I think they got something with that character. Even though you don't like it, I, I think they've got character. something with that Mel Gibson I character. Hate that character. Lethal Weapon. I mean, because he's not even. I, I really, really, really hate that movie. Oh, the clothesline thank, off the thank, thank, rope. Thank goodness Cesaro did not let that garbage ass shit out. Well, he did, and he no, did. He, he reversed. Well, uh, he reversed one of them. Yeah, but it, it, either way, Cesaro got just justified means by giving uh, Dean Ambrose another big clothesline himself. And, and I thought this match was physical. I thought these those two could actually work well together if. Uh, it's Cesaro. That's all it needs. Cesaro needs a good dancing partner. That's what it is. Mm. And then he can actually skyrocket the way they want him to. And it's not with Ambrose. No. Uh, our final segment of the evening would have to be Triple H coming out for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship announcement for SummerSlam. The World's Heavyweight Title! Mm. And then he makes his announcement. He's about to make his announcement and all of a sudden the Viper Randy Orton's music hits. Mm. As he comes down the aisle, the, the commentary sells us that it's going to be Orton. But we all know who it's going to be. We all know, and then it, and then all of a sudden he gets attacked by Roman Reigns. Mm. But basically, what he was doing, he's he's telling everybody what two matches are going to be for some time. Indeed, we sold that match, so now boom, we already know what's going to, to uh, with a, a sub main event for SummerSlam, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, and then all of a sudden, Mr. Paul Heyman comes out mm -hmm. and he introduces not Plan A, not Plan B with Seth Rollins, but Plan C, and we all been waiting for this, including the Juice, baby. You know who it is? The Beast Incarnate, the man that beat the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, the man that made it twenty-one and one, the man that can beat any motherfucker in the WWE and the UFC, baby. Uh... The Beast Incarnate, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Anybody in the what? That's right. Anybody yeah. in the WWE and the UFC. <laughs> and the UFC. I'm leaving that alone. And, yeah, <laughs> Big Breeze is back, baby. And I'm happy because I like to see niggas get beat the fuck up by Brock Lesnar. Um, so Brock Lesnar comes out. They all shake hands with Triple H. And they make the match without having to say a word. Mm -hmm. And then Paul Heyman just cuts this long-ass promo that even cut, cut off Raw on my DVR. Mm -hmm. But I looked up the results and nothing happened after that. But what I will say is this, that Heyman cut a great promo about how the fuck John Cena's going to get the shit beat out of him. Mm -hmm. Literally, the shit beat out of him. And I'm thinking it's going to happen. But somehow, some way, Brock Lesnar needs to come out of SummerSlam with that championship. He does. Mm -hmm. Whether he plays that rock roll shit where, you know, he holds the belt, but you don't really see him on TV that much. But the differences between him and The Rock is that The Rock was promoting movies, so he was seen showing the belt. Brock Lesnar's not promoting anything else. He's just the WWE part-time superstar. Mm -hmm. So uh, they got to uh, figure that I, out. I think that they're going to... He might not get the belt. Mm. Uh, and soon, I think Cena might hold the belt for a while because of the fact that he is at number 15. Yeah. And for him to become number 16, you know, he's going to have to be somebody pretty... I mean... I don't know. He loses, he's getting a rematch. He's getting a rematch. He's beating Brock again to get it back. And then he's number 16. And then he's number 16 with Ty Ric Flair. Come not on. Cool I, that's that. weak. That's weak. I'm not cool with that. Because he just won the belt. It's like, all right, we're going to make sure he, he ties with Ric Flair real quick. 15 title reigns in 10 years. Like, what does that tell you? Yeah. Because there's no competition. 15 and 10 years. Not 15 and 16 years. Yeah. 15 and 17. Like, Dude wins the belt yeah. at least once a year. Yeah. If not twice. If not twice. Yeah. 
wins the belt once and after twice. Yeah, I, I, I'm at a loss of words. Hey, why? Why, why the flip flopping like that? I mean, it's just holy shit, guys. I know, but we can't worry about that right now. Yeah. We're going to take this quick commercial break, baby. And then after that, we're going to get into the motherfucking yes and no moments. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the OJP Wrestling Show. A can of two, share with my crew is magnificent. Plus, it's mellow. And for the rest of the commercial, pass the mic on to my fellow. Well, for a mic that bust it, the people go set to grab a 40. To put him to yoke and snap his neck. Say, nah. Take the fist and wipe your lips. You, my 40's getting warm. I'm out, he got the zip. Drink it, drink it, drink it, then I burst. After I slurp, I chew. I put in much work. With the BMT and the E drum shit of the same I group on the double. Welcome back to the OJP Wrestling Show. And we're back, baby. That's right. We thank you for listening in to tune into the OJP Wrestling Show on all so many formats. And we're coming to you bigger and better this week. So now that we're back, it's time to get into the yes and the no moments. Yeah. First, we get negative with niggas. And you know what that means? We go into the no moments. No moments. No! My first no moment would even have to be the Divas segment with Alicia Fox, Cameron, Rosa Mendez, Eve Marie, and Nikki Bella. I mean, Stephanie McMahon and Brie, great interaction, but the other Divas involved with that ruined it for me. Trash. Yeah. It was just unnecessary. They looked stupid. I don't like what Nikki Bella does to sell me that she's, oh my God, she's in trouble. I'm in trouble. I don't know if I can get through this, guys. Fuck you, baby. You yeah. look good with your beautiful titties. But you know what? You don't sell me on a motherfucking thing other no. than your titties. No. Exactly. So, um, other than that, I mean, it was just weak. I mean, it's cool. It's cool what they're trying to do, but they just didn't do it right. They're not doing it with the right or, uh, right, right wrestlers. Exactly. Um, then another no moment it even have to be the the whole selling of the Bray Wyatt Chris Jericho highlight reel segment. Mm. Bray did a great job, but my thing is is that the whole backstage WWE app shit loses credibility for Bray, makes him look kind of weak, and his finishing move, the sister Abigail into the into the locker room window or locker room door, excuse me, into that locker, and then all of a sudden Chris Jericho's ear is bleeding. That to me, and then our truth ruined it with what happened, Chris. That whole segment was just trash. Yeah, they just stupid. they really didn't write that one well. No. The next no moment of the evening would have to be Florida performing with his stupid ass fucking songstress. Yep. Yep. Horrible. I say no more. Absolutely horrible. Say no more. And then the next no moment of the evening would have to be the police actors dealing with Stephanie McMahon. Again, something that could have been cool. But yeah. they did ah, it's not not done right. Exactly, you're ruined it, baby. Mm, come on, you guys are millionaires. You guys can't find better actors than that? Come on. So now we're going to get positive with you niggas, and we go into the yes moments. <laughs> My first yes moment would even have to be the, the continued uh, work with Paige and AJ as mm-hmm. far as the Divas matches they've been putting on, whether it's on Raw, whether it's on a pay-per-view. These two have been... Just stealing the show, so to speak, as far as the Divas division and some segments of Raw. I gotta give them credit. They're giving credibility back to that belt. But because it didn't really have it at all with all the other Divas champions, except for maybe Michelle McCool and Layla at some points. But other than that, not so many other Divas have really held that title down like those like those two Divas. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. My I next uh, My next yes moment of the evening would have to be 
Oh. My next yes moment of the evening have to be Stephanie McMahon slapping the shit out of Brie Bella. Mm. I like this feud. <laughs> I mean, Brie can't act for shit. She looks kind of terrible when she acts and talks. But, um, you know, and Daniel Bryan was nowhere to be found with, with her. With her, uh, with her. So why is she there by herself? I don't know why. She's chilling. She's just chilling by herself. She needs time alone, right? Mm. But her and Stephanie McMahon have great chemistry together. And I really think that when SummerSlam comes along, whatever match they do, it's going to be entertaining. So I appreciate that shit. Mm. Uh, the next yes moment of the evening would have to be the new Black Nation of Domination. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it. I, I like it. what y'all doing. I like what y'all about to do. Y'all about to bring the black people back to the top of the, the mountain. Probably not, but at least in the mid-card division. Hey, I mean, it's something. You're doing something with somebody. I love it. I exactly. Mean, you got to you gotta work with what you got, baby, and I like it. Because yeah, I didn't like yeah. Xavier Woods for a minute, but I like to see what yeah, they're doing. It's just like you, nobody liked Coffee Kingston. Nobody liked Big E. But when you put all three of them together, give them a little bit of a twist to the characters, boom, now you got some shit. Indeed. And then my final yes moment of the evening would have to be the return of my man, Big Breeze, and Big Brock Lesnar. I've been waiting for you for a long time, my nigga, and I can't wait for you to beat that shit out of John Cena at SummerSlam. That's right. Well, let's hopefully he sticks around. Hopefully he doesn't come in and go away again. He makes enough money, he ain't got to do shit. I agree. I agree. But if you're going to hold the belt, hold the belt. Indeed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. But and, and because he, there's something, Brock Lesnar is some big monstrous dude. The reason why I don't think he's going to win because who's going to beat him other than John Cena, which is then going to make him a 16th time, which is ridiculous. That's right. So it's just like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I agree. I agree. Well, all I can say is, baby, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to go right into our part three segment with my man, the one and only Jason Knight of BCW. That's right, baby. We're going to keep going to you, coming at you hard with these segments with the ECW. We're going hard and extreme with it. So tune in, listen in, and then you know what we're going to do next? We're going to tune in with my manager, Glorificus. You listen to the OJP Wrestling Show, baby. We'll be back right after this. Yeah. I'm Freddy Krueger, your worst nightmare come alive. And now I'm on your telephone. Dial this number now and I'll tell you Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. Gruesome tales of murder and mayhem. Frightful heartstoppers of pain and gore. So dial this number now if you dare. And prepare for a scare. Freddy Krueger has a special message just for you. Two dollars for the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? sucker? Welcome back to the OJP Wrestling Show. You know, over the years since you've been working in this business, uh, you know, what's... What's one of your favorite wrestlers to work with, and what, what would you say was one of your favorite matches? Uh, well, um, I always say that every time, you know, that, that there were very, very few matches that I had that were like absolutely horrible mm -hmm. because uh, I worked with, I worked with, uh, you know, people that absolutely did not know whether doing in the ring where they were not ready or no talents, you know, for, for that. But I had so many, you know, uh, you know, some of my best TV stuff, I think one of my most incredible moments was when I wrestled Ric Flair in WCW, mm -hmm. and I was a part of an angle uh, between him and Sting and, like, uh, dudes with attitudes, 
And, you know, I was actually put into that angle where, you know, uh, Sting came out to, uh, to make a save, but he couldn't touch Flair, and Flair had the, uh, the sugar four leg lock on me, breaking my leg, and, you know, I, um, uh, Ole booked that because Ole Anderson liked me a lot. Wow. You know, he always, um, uh, you know, he knew that I was, uh, he saw that I was a very physical worker, but I had the look where, you know, if you gained sympathy and all that, and you said, yeah, we want you out there sympathy because, you know, you're, you know, you're good looking and all that other shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and plus, you know, you can deliver. So I, I, you know, now get out there and, you know, uh, glad I'll see you later, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, that, that was an incredible moment, you know, with Ric Flair and, um, I always admired Rick Martel because, you know, I mean, that guy was a true total package. And, yeah, I mean, he could do it all. I mean, his look is amazing because, you know, he looks like a professional wrestler. And, right. you know, he completely looks, you know, when he, when he played the, you know, the baby face, uh, favored, you know, with the, with the girls and all that. It was 100% legit, you know, and when he played, uh, the, uh, the model. Right. That, that was amazing. Because uh, he, you know, that was he saying that was the uh, that Jason sexiest on earth takeoffs, <laughs> kind of like you know from you know the, the uh, you know the Rick Martel. Yes. Like I said, I didn't come up with that told it, you know, and I said, wait a minute, you know, I should look at Martel, you know, try to, you know, uh, you know, he was uh, my example, and working with him in the WWE back in you know in Canada was mm-hmm. also amazing. Uh, I I wrestled Steve Kern once as a Skinner, and to you know too bad because you know he really you know he couldn't wrestle as like Steve Kern can, and Steve Kern is one of my inspirations in professional wrestling. I mean, uh, you know, just just an amazing uh, amazing wrestler, very realistic, and you know, tremendous athlete. Those were some of my favorite matches, you know. And, I, and actually, uh, I was the first guy to wrestle Vader on TV in WCW. Really? When he had the, uh, yeah, yeah. And he had the smoking yeah. mask when he came out he, to the ring with Harley Race. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't with Harley Race. No, he had, uh, he came out by himself, and he actually had a technician come out with him, <laughs> you know. And uh, that was the guy that was uh, uh, pressing the. Uh, uh, the um, control unit uh-huh. that would uh, activate the uh, the smoke from the mask. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had wrestled like uh, house shows with Tom Zank before that. I think he even did a pay per view before he ever did TV. But no, my the very first Vader TV match was with me, and you know that was really cool because uh, you know it, it was really that good style. It was very physical and. And all that I wrestled. Um, I also wrestled Mark. Uh, it was me, me, Mark. Oh yes, yes. And he was with Paul Hammond, and you know it was uh, probably one of the best wrestlers I've ever been in a ring with. So smooth and so uh, so safe, you know. And uh, you know the guy that really cares and he really uh, he respects. The one he's working with. Uh, I wrestled Michael Hayes. That was awesome. Uh, had so 
some, you know, some great guys, you know, uh, Hercules Hernandez when he was Super Invader, mm-hmm. another great guy. Um, you, you just, you know, I enjoyed wrestling, um, TV and wrestling, you know, uh, Nagasaki in Japan, uh, among others. In fact, um, back in big Japan, Tajiri and I were tag team partners. Before, uh, during your, oh, excuse me, before the run in ECW, you two tagged up together in Japan? In Japan, yeah, yeah, he wasn't even, you know, I mean, he used to ask me about ECW. Oh, how is it, you know, well, you know, hopefully he will make it there one, one day because, you know, I mean, and guess what, he was there. Right. You know, yeah, you know, and, uh, so I, you know, I've, I, I did quite a few, uh, Quite a few cool things in this. Oh, actually, uh, I wrestled Tully Blanchard twice. Oh, that, you know that was awesome. Yes, yes, Tully that Blanchard was, was absolutely awesome wrestling Tully Blanchard twice on the independent circuit. And, I mean, we just had you know these uh, wonderful matches where you know because he's another one that doesn't really like to call anything. You know, just you know, and and, and you know one thing with Tully. Uh, which taught me, you know, he, he we always had two finishes, mm-hmm. you know. One was his obvious finish, you know, what we're going to do. And the other one is just in case if something goes wrong, you know, uh, what to do, you know. So he, we had his finish and my finish, you know, in case if something, you know, I'd say, you know, if I get hurt, what are you going to do? If I, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, that type of thing, you know, I was, so it, it just, uh, you know, I was uh, quite blessed in the days, and you know, we all want you know more than what you know we had got. And I think that I could have. Uh, there were quite a few times when I was so close to making it to the level that I wanted to, and it was really, really close, and it just didn't happen. And uh, ECW was one of those places. Right. But, you know, uh, you've got to thank your lucky stars to it. Then, you know, where you are. And, and I do, I, you know, I'm very grateful for it because, you know, there are millions of people out there that will unfortunately never realize the dream of, you know, being in radio on TV and traveling and, you know, making a living. I was doing something that you absolutely like doing and a good living that you know and uh having recognition and now you know that I'm I've always stayed in fitness and you know I uh, do a lot of personal training and, and everything you know, that, you know it, uh, it's great because uh, it, I have a name right and that uh, you know that uh, that's a plus for me Amen to that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You never know. It's the opportunity. An opportunity will always present itself at the right time. You know. You know, whether it was your time to to be that main event guy to carry the company or whatever it may be. You know, yeah. it always falls into place for all of us, one way or another. It always works you, out. You never know what might happen. I mean, you know, that's you know, that's something that uh, you never know what might happen. You know, chances are that you know, uh, nothing ever may. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, the, uh, the big company or whatever, you never know when you get that phone call and they need you for something, you know, and say, wait a minute, you know, 
Sunday, so I better say good. No, I will say what's on my mind, because guess what? Mm. Do they feel that they can make money with you? Mm-hmm. Do they feel that uh, that you know they need you for something that you can deliver? Mm-hmm. They'll hire you. Yeah. No matter how badly you speak of them. Okay. <laughs> You know, there, there's no honor among uh, thieves. You know, that is true. Uh, because it's business. Exactly, business is business. You know, and they, they don't have to like you. You don't have to like them. But you know, if they can benefit from you, they will hire you. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll see. Well, that's the you beauty know, of this business. Just, you know, in the meantime, you know, I like I said, I train hard every day, and. I, keep myself in, you know, top condition and, you know, uh, always ready to go, well-groomed and, you know, uh, ready for anything. Because, you know, I, I don't believe that uh, slacking off and now we're going to, you know, going to relax for a while and then, you know, if I think that somebody's coming up and I'll train real hard and diet and all that, you know, that uh, that doesn't exist in my world. You know, I keep on keeping on. Amen to that. Always staying busy and always moving forward. I like to hear that, my friend. Um, great inspiration to some of my listeners out there that you know sometimes need that little bit of boost. And coming from someone that yeah. likes yourself, it's greatly appreciated. We all do. We, we all do. We all do. And you know, I've gone through my. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I my first experience in ECW was uh, the right before the winter of '93. That summer of 93, I had two lower back surgeries. You know, one major and one follow-up. You know, and I wasn't, I was supposed to take the takeoff about two years. But, you know, the opportunity presented itself to me. And that's basically, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know, but that's basically why I was, uh, had such a strong managerial position in uh, ECW. It was because I was recovering from uh, you know, that lower back surgery, you know, and uh, you know, but then I still wrestled, and uh, I shouldn't have, but I did. But you know, it's all you know, mind over matter, and you know, not that I would uh, ever recommend uh, for anyone to do, you know, what I did, mm-hmm. but if you. If you feel that you are you are stuck in a position, and you know, I mean, the first step is you know, you, can, you know, get off that chair, that couch, and just start, start. No matter, you know, and, and it's going to be frustrating. You're going to hate yourself. So, oh my God, you know, this, you know, I feel horrible, and you know, I'm not in in shape, and this is terrible, and you know. But if you keep, if you keep at it, and stay strong within your mind and your heart, your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, your body will follow. And in no time, you know, you'll see that uh, your body will adapt to uh, that physical activity. And, you know, you'll, there are a lot of young people out there that, you know, unfortunately don't take care of themselves. You know, it only gets worse. It never gets better, you know. And the time to start is now. So that's basically, you know, you take it from, uh, you know, from, uh, from the middle-aged guy. <laughs> I know it. I've been around. I've seen it. <laughs> well, and then, and that's something I wanted to touch on too. Is just you know your experience and everything, and, and from the research that I've I've studied, you know you've been a booker, 
Um, and you've also trained wrestlers as well, and, and you still continue to train as well, not only yourself, but other talents, including uh, TNA Knockout Velvet Sky is one of the, um, you know, most recent trainees I would say that you've had. Um, what's your advice to anyone out there aspiring to become, aspiring to become a professional wrestler today in, in the industry the way it is now compared to what it used to be like um, in the independent circuit and you could really literally go across the country or all over the world to, uh, to find a booking? Well, you know, first of all, educate yourself. Um, and um, learn about the history of professional that you seek to enter one second you know find yourself a right training center with the right uh, with the right trainers don't necessarily go you know for, for the cheapest or the closest to you you know make sure it's uh, make sure it's a reputable uh, uh, training center uh, school dojo what I like to call it mm. uh, with the right trainers uh, the people that have a good background, someone obviously, you know, is not going to take your money and, you know, and beat you down and, you know, just, uh, uh, in order for you to, uh, to leave and, you know, make fun of you and, you know, disrespect you or anything like that. But someone who's going to, you know, be patient and train with you, you know, we all learn at our, you know, different pace. Someone who's going to care about, you know, uh, helping you, you know, get fit and, uh, and, and, and prosper uh, in the business, you know, not just as a wrestler, but you know, uh, as uh, as uh, as an individual, and make sure that you take it very seriously as far as uh, as far as fitness, as far as you know, being uh, being able to go out there, you know, because uh, it's a it's a rough rough trade, it's a hard business, and uh, definitely not easy, and. Uh, if you go out there thinking, you know, that you're, you know, it, it, it's all the way it looks like on TV, that's the finished product. These are tremendous, tremendous athletes. They're absolute thoroughbreds, you know, and the reason they make it look that good is because they are in amazing condition. And, you know, you have to work on that. And, you know, now that everybody needs to look like a bodybuilder out there, but you've got to be fit, you've got to be in shape, you've got to be strong, uh, you've got to be able to go, you know, if you have bad habits such as, you know, smoking and all that, you know, drop that because it's not going to help you any, you know, just, uh, you know, different things. You know, if you're, if you're overweight or obese, uh, see, you know, proper, uh, proper diet, you know, get into a, you know, uh, correct nutritional program along with a training program and, and, uh, and, you know, just, uh, and, you know, just take baby steps and, you know, learn, learn, learn everything about everything. You know, uh, in, in the beginning, those basics are usually the most frustrating, you know, uh, including like, you know, locking up and, you know, just where you, uh, you're on the cables and hit the ropes and, uh, or, you know, turnbuckle, and, you know, basic things like falling, back bumps, front bumps, and all that. Those are the most frustrating because everybody wants to go out there and, you know, uh, start doing spots. And, you know, it doesn't work that way. You know? Amen. It simply doesn't work that way. You know, there has to be the, the beginning, the middle, and the end. 
and <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta get out there and start from the very beginning. And is there any uh, is there any schools you know that or dojos as you like to call them that you would recommend to anyone out here? Uh, our fan base is in, in uh, Philadelphia and, and California, but um, you know the, I know that a lot of talent goes out to CZW and the yeah, East Coast. I'm, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really you know uh, I'm not familiar you know with, uh, with California anymore. You know I uh, I used to uh, I used to go to California a lot back in the day. In fact, I lived there for a little bit in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and you know at that time it was. Uh, there was a Werner Langdon. Okay. Uh, uh, back then, you know, he had a nice training center. But uh, I did a seminar over at the uh, the Monster Factory. Yes. Uh, a couple of months ago. Yes. And that place is an incredible facility. I mean, you you get you have great trainers, and you know, a beautiful facility, beautiful ring, and you know. Uh, in fact, you know, once their students are ready, you know, they uh, they actually perform right there because it's also like a little arena. You know, it's a beautiful place. And they they have a full uh, gym mm -hmm. with you know everything you need in order to get fit. I mean, it's just uh, you know it's an amazing place. Well, you know, one of the better places that I've uh, that I've been to, and uh, I'm not sure in New York area. I'm not sure if Johnny Rod is still around, but you know he. Uh, He's definitely the man to go to. Also, there's an organization, uh, the World Wrestling Organization. Yeah. Uh, and they have just affiliated themselves with a pro wrestling school that uh, brought out <clears throat> some of the stars, such as uh, Homicide and Loki. Oh. Uh, that was uh, that was the uh, the Doghouse, and now. They combined the WWL and you know, I think it's uh, I think they're gonna call the the Gorilla uh, the Gorilla Center the, the Gorilla Pro Wrestling Gorilla something. Yes, I forgot. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, looks like that's gonna be promising, and and I think they're gonna I think uh, Damian Demento is gonna be one of the trainers there. Bill uh, Pierce, you know also known as Chris Michaels and I think uh, me as well oh. you know along with uh, along with other uh, stars but you know to, I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you I'm going to put it out there I'm looking to uh, I'm really looking to open my uh, my own wrestling school again I had three that were very successful and they were all uh, in the state of Connecticut and the reason you know there were three three different times is because uh, well you know you uh, leases expire, then you, know, you have to move and, and all that, and you know, they were all very successful, and I'm looking to do another one, because I would really I absolutely love teaching, I love training people mm -hmm. and the good thing about me is, you know, I have, uh, I have lots of patients and, you know, uh, I uh, always treat uh, my trainees with respect you know, and not that we don't train tough, we train, you know, quite tough, and, you know, I'm uh, very demanding, but, you know, I'm not one of those guys who likes to uh, put down, you know, uh, people, you know, for, you know, the lack of conditioning or this and that, you know, I, I would much rather help someone out than uh, embarrass them, you know, that's, you know, that's how I roll. So, I'm looking for a location in order to open up my own uh, pro wrestling dojo once again, and 
Um, people that have trained with me, most people, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the majority, they absolutely love training with me. You know, and they're always uh, you know, asking me, when am I going to do it again? And there's very few that were lazy and uh, full of excuses are the only ones pretty much have anything bad to say, you know, about me. Because like I said, you know, I mean, I'm also very demanding. You know, I'm not going to let somebody come in, act like a superstar, act like a jackass, and disrupt the class, you know, and I'll, and I'll let them know. Hey, if they're a problem with that, you know, then, you know, the door is over there. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, so, it's, it's about respect. And for those that didn't make it and they want to blame someone else for their failures, that's yeah, another story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, you know, there are, there are very few, but, you know, they're out there, you know. Of course. Some of them are even wrestling and working, you know, trying to pass themselves off as, as uh, pro wrestlers and people ask, you know, what about this one? I'm like, Psh, you want to hire him, hire him, you know. <laughs> but I don't recommend him, you know, because uh, uh, the, the, the best thing that we had in our business back in the day was uh, the State Athletic Commission, you know, because the State Athletic Commission would not license an individual as a professional wrestler, referee, manager, or otherwise, unless they were properly trained and they had to bring a letter of a recommendation by the trainer. Now, that trainer had to be recognized by the State Athletic Commission, so it wouldn't, you know, it couldn't just be Joe Blow. You know, right. bought a ring, popped it in his backyard or his barn, you know, and now he's teaching uh, professional wrestling. You know, you had to be someone like, you know, Kowalski or Johnny Rods or uh, Larry Sharp, uh, Mike Sharp, uh, Bobby Bald Eagle, uh, Hiro Matsuda, you know, someone that, that that's uh, reputable. You know, you couldn't just be, you know, just some guy with a ring, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you, know, you were. Uh, you train wrestlers, which is ridiculous, because to me, anyone that wants to become a trainer, teacher, mm-hmm. should have been there and done that. Right. And for many, many years, you know, not, you've been in the business for 20, 30 years before you uh, decide they're going to open up a wrestling school and you know, teach. You had to have been there and done that. You know, you had to travel and you know work territories and 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 all that good stuff. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you have to have had that experience and and understand the fundamentals of this business of of you know that there's not just there's not just one show in town. You can work and find work on an independent level and still you know like you said contribute or make a full time living out of it. And it's about the respect in the business, no matter what, whether you, you're, you're you're an in-ring talent commentator, or you know a guy holding the the the, the, the uh, camera camera cables, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember back in the day, Joel Gertner, you know, that you know he's been around the business for a long time, and you know, I mean, he's not an athlete, and you know, he's a, a pretty much commentator and uh, you know a personality, but uh, you know, you know, I remember back in the day, uh, uh, the Lower East Side gym in uh, New York City. It was a nice little. A uh, nice little wrestling gym, you know, and uh, run by a uh, friend of mine, uh, the late Pete McKay. That, you know, he was a, a veteran and uh, he did a lot of TV for then senior. And Bobby Bold Eagle, you know, my trainer, was there. And, you know, uh, I remember I was training, helping train people there back in the day as well. 
and Gertner used to come in and, you know, just learn. You know, I mean, he, like I say, wasn't necessarily an athlete, but he, you know, he came in to learn, to watch, to, you know, to try. And, uh, you know, for, for a young guy, young kid, he knew a lot uh, about the, uh, the history of professional wrestling, you know. So it's not, you know, just like he came in and, you know, well, I'm going to be uh, an announcer or whatever, so I don't need to know anything. Kind of like Joey Styles as well, you know. Right. I mean, knows everything about everything when it comes to our business because, you know, he shows the respect, you know, not just, you know, to be a great color commentator or an announcer, uh, but, you know, to be, uh, be well-educated. And, right. you know, that's, uh, that's the key. Education is the key. You know, you've got to be well-educated. In, in, in every way uh, when it comes to our business you know you can't walk off the street and you know come in and act like a thug you know uh, on the corner you know and you know I don't care if your full time job is uh, working uh, in a supermarket a gas station law firm or whatever but once you walk in through the doors of that arena you're a professional wrestler you know you leave that behind you know that uh, that stigma of being a star has to be attached. You can't, you know, just come in and and, and be, uh, you know, the one that you are uh, at your regular job. Damn right. That's that's the uh, that's the true mark of a true profession. And that was certainly a very very great great way to end it on this interview. Thank you so much, Mister Knight. We appreciate you yes, coming onto you. the show. Um, and is there anything uh, on the horizon other than, you know, I know you want to get uh, get your school ready to get upstarted again, but uh, anything else on the horizon, any bookings or any, any way that uh, your fans may be able to contact you or um, any bookings that you may want to promote? Uh, yeah, um, no, let's see. Uh, the 25th of this month, I'll be in Torrington, Connecticut for East Coast Professional Wrestling mm-hmm. or uh, East Coast Wrestling Association. For uh, Gino Caruso, you know another uh, another great guy to go to uh, train with uh, over in uh, Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. Gino's been running his school for so many years, and it's a beautiful uh, facility, uh, and I highly recommend him. Uh, and then the next day, I'm in Waterbury, Connecticut, doing a uh, Grindhouse Championship Wrestling. Uh, other than that, uh, there are other bookings. You know, my computers have been my computer has been down for a few days, so you know I can't really go in and uh, check anything out. It's you know being repaired. But you know, anyone that wants to hit me up, a friend me on Facebook, it's you know Jason Knight Wrestler or Jason Knight New York City, and uh, you know you'll see me on the friend me and I'll be more than happy to accept the uh, friend request. That's right, baby. Now you've listened to my man, Jason Knight. I hope you enjoyed that segment of that interview, baby. We got bigger and better things to come along. But now it's time to join with my manager, the lovely Glorificus. She's going to tell you all motherfuckers what's going on in the wrestling world independently. So niggas, get ready. This is my manager, Glorificus. CZW presents Dojo War 6 on July 30th at 8 p.m. at the CZW Academy. Five matches for $5. Catch the up-and-coming CZW trainees. Take on members of the CZW main roster. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Keep your eye on czwrestling.com as well as all the official CZW social media sites for the latest updates.
Ring of Honor presents Future of Honor 2, live, Sunday, July 27th, at the Laurel Fire Department in Laurel, Delaware. Evolve Wrestling presents Evolve 31, Friday, August 8th, at the Orpheum in Ybor City, Florida. Tickets on sale in the DGUSA store or by calling 267-638-6583 or watch it live on www.wwnlive.com. Friday, July 25th, Santino Brothers and AWS Promotions join forces in a Southern California ass-kicking extravaganza live at the American Legion Post, number 335, in Southgate, California. That's right, baby. I never get a shout out to my manager. Thank you for holding it down. She writes the checks I think I can't cash when he ain't around in town, baby. So you know what we're doing now? We about to slither. That's right, baby. Trust me, the snake pit. That's right. So the first piece of news. So after the Battleground pay-per-view, um, looks like WWE got some flack for uh, Lana and Rusev's promo in the ring mm-hmm. in regards to the you know the unfortunate tragedy of the uh, 300 or so people that died in that Malaysian airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE wants to get attention like this by being subliminal. We all know what they're doing. It's best for business. They're saying something, but they're not saying something. So... Uh, all I gotta say is smart move by WWE's writers. You know what y'all doing, baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. A lot of doing good. They they had to expose her and everything. They had to call her by her real name. Her real name is Catherine Joy Perry. That's yeah. right. That's right. She's American. She's a white bread American blonde lady. It's all right. That's right, baby. We love you. Someone Lana. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Upcoming soon is going to be a Brothers of Destruction DVD coming up for the Undertaker and Kane, baby. Get ready to buy that shit because you know I'm gonna buy it. And you know Paul Heyman's DVD is coming out this summer too. Ah, that's right. One. It's going to be coming out. All y'all niggas better get ready. That'll be a cool DVD. It looks like CM Punk was on the red carpet hosting a show, but he can't come back to the WWE. What the fuck was he doing? You and niggas want to know what the fuck he was doing? That's right. He was co-hosting the red carpet show for AXSTV's Alternative Press Music Awards for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So CM Punk doing his thing, you know, wearing a suit on the red carpet. You know, he's doing something outside of just wrestling. So good for him. I mean, it's a different look. But you know what? At the end of the day, do what you love, brother. I'm happy for all you. We miss you. But you know what? You keep doing what you got to do. Mm. Backstage news on The Undertaker, baby. You niggas ain't ready. There's a possibility of The Undertaker and Sting facing off in a dream match. But, you know, you never know. Taker might have wrestled his last match. But the WWE is pulling for it. So sources say that even though he may be considered to be out completely with wrestling, he may just come back for one last match. So Undertaker's been in pretty bad shape you know, since WrestleMania 30 with Brock Lesnar. He's been training the gym here and there. But there's a possibility of next year's WrestleMania in Santa Clara um, possibly maybe having a match. So we'll see what happens. Japanese superstar Kenta, you might have seen him in the independents if you know anything about pro wrestling, baby, on the independent market. He just got signed by the WWE, so a big Japanese wrestling superstar has been signed to the big fish. So it should be interesting to see. He's worked with Daniel Bryan, he's worked with Cesaro, you know, he's worked with Seth Rollins in the past out in ROH. So it should be interesting to see how they get that down now and, uh, and say how he does with us. Um, there's a possibility of turning Nikki Bella heel. We don't know, but you can obviously see that Stephanie McMahon is blaming 
Brie Bella for everything that happens to her sister Nikki. So in a way to break up the Bellas for Brie Bella to have something coming along, I can see this happening and I wouldn't mind seeing it happen so they can just break up that whole twin magic bullshit. Yeah. Now, will we get some good matches out of these bitches? Nope. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. Nope. In our last piece of news, baby, the, the return of the big man, the over seven foot, 500 pound big show has returned to the WWE. He was shooting in Miami for the WWE Studios movie Vendetta. That's right. It's coming soon to a theater near you, and then soon to DVD in Walmart. You know what's going to happen with the WWE Studios movies. But either way, he came back in the SmackDown tapings in Orlando, Florida. Cool. Uh, you know, and it's good to see him back. So I like the big show. It'd be nice to have him be able to do something with somebody. Exactly. Hopefully he'll put someone over like Bo Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be a bit much. Uh, we got to believe he can beat the big show. That's right. That'd be cool. But either way, we like to see what happens. And hopefully WWE picks it up going into these final four weeks going into SummerSlam. Yeah, do something big. That's right. But I just want to say thank you, baby. We want to thank you for coming out and listening to us one more time. We're sorry we was Hollywood living it up in the bright lights in the big cities, but we had to do what we had to do. We got more things coming along the agenda other than the podcast, and we want y'all to check it out. We want y'all to support the movement, all my juicers out there. That's right. You listening right now, you're a juicer, baby. However you want to call it. Whatever you're doing, just keep listening. So... I'm the Juice OJ Simmons. This is the killer Jesse Connor. Kill Wolf. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the OJP Wrestling Show. Download brand new episodes every week on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, or Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs>